Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, it's Thanksgiving week, right? And that means family, right? Family. Family. Am I right? Yes, family. And this is family you don't have to fight with. Right. Exactly. <laughs> my, my liberal, I wanted to have my liberal mom on for Thanksgiving, Gloria Allred. <laughs> so we're doing a replay of the Gloria Allred a happy hour that you may not have heard because it was before we put it on iTunes. Yes. She is my liberal mom that I don't have to fight about politics with. We're thankful for her. We are very, very thankful for Super Glow. Let's go. Happy fucking happy hour. It's my friend, superhero Gloria Allred is here, everybody. And, and may I say, I love all. Thank you. Very, can you turn my box up or I'm going to have her sue you for non-sexual harassment? Uh, uh, is that a thing? Your box is up. Thank you very much. <laughs> Gloria Allred. <laughs> this is weird, right? Because we've been friends for like a that. In fact, I was saying, I think I met you. I think our love story began at KBC. Right? Wow. I think so. I mean, my love story with you became a lot sooner, but we both did radio shows at KBC at the yes, same time. Yes, I did that for 14 years. I, I was a radio talk show host I at know. KBC. Had a lot of fun doing it. Larry Elder's the one that made me feel like it was okay to call you Super Glow. Oh, that's, he did call me Super Glow I quite like, a bit. She's my feminist superhero. Is that okay? All right, fuck it. So cool. Super Glow. Thank you. And here I am in your just gorgeous studio. Wow. This is professional. You meant to say basement, but thank and you. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love, I love, first of all, I love seeing your books. Well, sexy liberal of me, I sing. Of Can me, I just I say sing. I've never seen the cover of that book before? You're the only guest so at cool. a sexy liberal show that has gotten a standing ovation for being in the audience of <laughs> LA Sexy Liberal. I was there right before the election, and she had her Hillary, her delegate sign still from the co- convention. And she, I just introduced her from the stage, and the, the crowd was like, ah. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah, I that was just you standing. That was it. Yeah. Thank you. And what a coincidence. Here you are sitting yeah. next to a scarf. Yeah. It well, says Seeing All Red. What a coincidence. As I Netflix, said to you. February 9th. As I said to you at the premiere of Seeing All Red, now streaming at uh, Netflix, I said thank you for coming to my film because I am in the film, Travis, which makes my body of work now two films. I watched. I was very excited to see you in that. <laughs> thank you very much. I actually saw some friends at my gay par- pride party at the parade at the end. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. The film is fucking fabulous let yes. me just say that it is fucking fabulous it is the glory that i've known my whole life you I, obviously you were my feminist like superhero before i ever met you i almost i, I you know what i can be honest with you because we're friends i shit myself when i met you i did a little 
I did a little, wow. I did a duty in my pants. Oh my gosh. Because you, <laughs> I mean, this film, If uh, Travis, if I was going to do a normal interview, it's, it would take fucking 14 years. There's t- she's done everything. She's fought for everything. She's done every case. Most importantly, she's changed the world, right? Yes. Yeah. Who runs the world? Girls. Glory Allred. Glory Allred. Glory Allred. Ah. And you know, I often say, I mean, I do this. I feel it's my duty to do this, but I didn't. Yeah. You know, I never. I've, it's been many years since I heard someone say, I do my duty in my pants. Yeah. Well, the way you just not something said you would, it. I guess you're well, referring to a different duty. Most people are not honest duty. with you. They're trying to be cool. Like, oh, whatever. It's Gloria Allred. I just had lunch with Gloria Stein and whatever. <laughs> But I'm like, oh my God, it's Gloria Allred. Oh, you're so, so much fun. Gloria Steinem's in, in, I know she, in the documentary. I was there Allred. with you. Yes. I got to sit next to you. That was a great tweet, right, Travis? I was like, look, I'm seeing Allred. While I'm seeing Allred. <laughs> she was sitting next to me, so I was able to lean over to her during the film and go, can we talk about that 70s bowl cut at some point? And, and I know we're going to talk about it this hour. And that's just cool with me. I might add, you are a star in the film. And you, I, I have to point out you. that in the interview... That's my humble voice. ...that you did, <laughs> and probably the last time we're going to hear it this hour, too, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> we love both voices. It, that you interviewed me uh, on the day of the Women's March, yes. I believe, in, in 2017. Yep. In D.C. Yeah, in D.C., and before we went to March... And you said in the interview, you said something about the Russians interfering with the election. At that time, I was not aware. There was not much talk about it. And yeah. it just kind of, I, I was saying Well, to Hillary myself, mentioned it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, but not a whole lot of talk about <laughs> right, it. Right, right. And, and I was sitting there thinking, what's she talking about? And, and of course, you were pressing it, you know, yes. because... Yes. This is such a key issue these days. Yeah. Oh, you mean the fact that he's an illegitimate fucking gelatinous grift weasel? Well, the fact that uh, the Russians interfered with our election yeah, process. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, I, I don't believe it's Move to strike. fair to say that they had no impact on our election. Of course they did. Of course they did. I, I liked what someone said on television the other day when she said... Uh, that would only be true if you think that advertising has no impact at right. all on people's right. minds. And if you think that, then why are people right. paying so much millions of dollars for advertising? All right, listen to me again. This is the tr- tip of the iceberg. We're going to find out a lot more. There is no way, as Hillary and others have said, that they knew how to micro-target those voters in swing states and, and that they hacked point. into 21 states. That we're at the tip of the iceberg. Unless, unless they had a little help from their friends. Yes, there's in, no way they would have known how to weaponize. opposition party. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the, you know a lot of people. This are is what I exist conclusion. for: is to teach Gloria Allred things, to give her the news. Uh, you know what? This was it was so cool that you said that, and that we we captured that in the film. Well, but you know what's I, we were supposed so cool. to be there for the last sexy liberal doing our victory lap for Hillary's victory, and it ended up being fucking Trump's inauguration and the women's march. So there we were, and it was so. Uh, it was so great to be able to share that moment with you and that it made it in the film. Listen, uh, Netflix lady, I understand that a lot of my scenes ended up on the cutting room floor. What's that about? Because I heard I was in the film a lot more. I would like... Uh, you were in it quite a bit. Oh, well, all right. They also showed some of the rioting outside <laughs> in the streets, which I missed, but the producer was standing outside with yeah. the camera and yes. all, the, all of a sudden rioting yeah. broke out. You see that yeah. in the documentary. All right, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to try to be your uh, Barbara Walters and try to get you to cry in this interview. Why? Can I first of all ask, why don't you drink? What's up with that? 
It's the happy hour. I knew that you weren't going to drink. I'm going to. She's got another. But interview if you see the film, step. you can't get anything personal out of her. I I don't drink alcohol. Never, ever. But especially if I know I'm going to be doing the Stephanie Miller show because I have to be like right <laughs> on top of everything. Otherwise, she's going to catch me. I wouldn't make you cry in a bad way, in a good way. No, I mean, crying is fine. I, right. I always say, and I said it on the, your show, first we cry and then we fight. Right. Well, what if I cry? What if I get drunk and cry because you won't answer certain well, questions? Well, you can do that. Because you I'll love just, me. I'll, I'll just finish the show myself. It's fine. Not a problem. <laughs> That was one of my favorite moments in the film. The producers were trying to ask you something about your personal life. And they were like, can you tell your client she's being non-responsive? Yeah. You're on her motion to strike. Right. So, well. So, wait. So, you've never, you've never, because I've never done any drug. I've never even smoked pot. Mm-hmm. But, so, you've never, never had alcohol. Or you uh, did? No, I can't say I never had. When you were a pen girl? You well, were... when I was in college, right. Yeah. go to fraternity parties. Yeah. I had a lot of mixed drinks. Yeah. But she knows better when she comes to visit you. Oh no! Yeah. But you haven't had drugs since then, and things like that. I I can't even remember the name. Oh yeah, but a lot of them had orange juice in it. Yeah, so, that's orange yeah. juice. Good. No, Wait, but I mean, so that was in college. Well, Is yeah, that was in you... college fraternity parties. But why? You know, then I realized afterwards that the mixed drinks that I like would make me gain weight, and I didn't really oh. care enough yeah. about and you drinking that I would want to gain weight from it. Yeah, I'd rather have some dessert. Every once in a while. Oh, I see. And so I'm, the op- I'm the opposite. I don't like dessert. I yeah. get my sugar. But now, you know, I if you have 10 glasses of water a day, you can get high. Oh, all right. Well, thanks for that, that Gloria. Right. No, what? <laughs> no, I understand. You need to fit in your little teeny tiny um, colored suit jackets. There you go. That you apparently get from uh, Midge from Barbie's uh, dream, <laughs> dream House. Is it is it her clearance sales? Did you like the line about toys, boys toys and girls toys in the film? Yes. And, you people you know that, that there were advertisements years ago right. where, you know, Barbie would have to look right or something in right. order to be able right. to prepare dinner for Ken, something sure. like that. Sure. Yeah. Right. Well that was one of your first lawsuits. You sued Savon, right? To not Save have drugstores, yes. Yeah. To not have boys toys and girls toys. In right. other words, in the aisles, in the stores, they would have a sign. On yeah. one side would be boys' toys. On the other right. side would be girls' toys. Yeah. So on the boys' toy side, there were money games and sure. you know playing doctor and uh, trucks. And yeah. then on the girls' side, there were things like dolly diapers yeah. and vacuum cleaners. Perfect. And uh, <laughs> things like that. So uh, the question is, why can't girls play with money games don't they have to grow up and learn how to budget money right and why can't boys play with dolls and learn how to yeah change diapers because yeah. aren't they going to be parents many of them not all someday. now this is where you discovered your lifelong commitment to wearing midges suits from the barbie dream house <laughs> not quite and i don't look anything like barbie but um no you look like midge Except for Midge, Midge never had a bowl cut in the 70s. Midge, is, Midge was uh, Barbie's best friend. Okay. She was brunette. Well, right. let's face it, because Gloria, for women, on. it's always all about the hair. Right. And, right. and I have... You look so much more fabulous now. I mean, your hair looks better. You're gorgeous. She's diplomatic. What she wants to say is, she hated the bowl haircut. Okay. You said we would talk about it and you would bring I, I, the bowl. And, uh, yeah. Well... <laughs> The bowl, we were not the ball. We going to give bowl haircut on the, on the podcast. Yeah, I have to say that that haircut, yeah, yeah I, I, I always confess to being ahead in search of a hairstyle. Yeah. I've had more hairstyles than Just a wig head. anybody could count. Uh-huh. Um, and most women change their hair many times. Of mm-hmm. course, you are an exception. Yeah. Because... <laughs> 
Because wow, was that a caddy? Oh, no. no. You found something, he stuck with it. No. I'm just sticking with this. No, because I, listen, Stephanie is different. We all know that, and we like that about Stephanie. Listen, Miller. Susan Day from the Partridge family is my hair role model, and I'm sticking this with this till I fucking die, Gloria. Well, you know, is that the way you're going to die? <laughs> I hope not. But anyway, but your hair is It'll gorgeous. It'll all come together. We all love, when mom we all sings love it. It looks gorgeous. Thank you very much. Thank you. Fabulous, um, darling. Simply fab. Do our microphones sound like shit, or is it me? I, I don't are they cracking? I don't know why. I'm not hearing it. Okay. It's just me. Gloria, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about art. Now we got over the hairstyles. Right. Well, no, because it's in the film, too, how you were well, a, a guy magnet, you know, because, yeah, well, I all don't the know guys. It's because of the bowl haircut. Can I tell you a story? It actually started as a pixie haircut when I was about 14 years old. Oh. And, you know, it was a kind of Gene Seberg was in Joan of Arc. Right. I think that's who it was. Oh, is that and, what it is? And anyway... So then people started calling me. My teachers started calling me Jean d'Arc, Joan of Arc, uh, because of the haircut. Anyway, it was yeah. just easy. All I had to do was brush it once in the morning. Sure, because you done. had to go and fucking save the and world. And that was easy, yeah. and I didn't have to think about it. So I think until my somewhere in my 30s, I still had that haircut. Right? Yeah. People were saying, oh, like, that must be a political statement. This it is, wasn't a political statement. It was just easier in my life not right. to have to deal with my hair. Right. Did you see this Emma Gonzalez, who's my new... Hero, the, she one of is the an amazing parklet. student. Did you see she did a video of her shaving her head, and yeah. she's like, "Got stuff to do. Hair's getting time. too long." <laughs> yeah, well, that's they're going to save us, the next generation of she girls. She is terrific. What a wonderful leader, student leader there in Parkland, yeah. Florida, and what a terrific speaker. Yeah, and she has amazing leadership qualities. Excellent. So, well, your whole uh, lifetime of work, this whole Me Too movement, and now. You know, the Parkland kids have got to be really just uh, as inspirational to you as, as they are to the rest of us, where we they go, are. oh, holy shit. Yeah. Like, they're going to save us. Well, uh, I don't know if they're going to save us, but hopefully, as Gandhi said, they'll be the change they wish to see in the right, world. Right, right. And, you know, in our film, in, in the Netflix yeah. film, Seeing All Red, you see a transformation. Streaming now on Netflix, there you go. starring Stephanie Miller. Uh, the reason I'm saying that is because you see a transformational process. You see... Yeah, uh, many of my clients, who these are accusers of Bill Cosby, being yeah. transformed from victims. In other words, they are fighting through their tears. They allege that they were victims of Mr. Cosby, right? Uh, at, to become survivors, to becoming fighters for change, and working to change the law. That's really the same process that we see yeah. people like Emma Gonzalez going through. Yeah, other students going through in Parkland, Florida that many of them are fighting through the tears and through the pain of this terrible tragedy that they suffered at their high school. Yeah. And But now they're moving some of them, and there'll be different a different pace for each individual from being victims to becoming survivors. And now yeah. they're out there fighting for change, to change the laws. So that's yeah. transformational. They're becoming empowered. And that's, that's great. That's what we want of young people yeah. and middle-aged people and older people of all people. Can I tell you why I love uh, seeing All Red starring... Uh, Stephanie Miller. Streaming now on Netflix. <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> it's because, Travis, it shows uh, the Gloria All Red that I know and a lot of us know and have uh, revered all our lives. Because, you know, and it deals with it in the... In the um, film about things that i'm sure are hurtful to you people calling you you know publicity hound and oh people must be lying and oh actually, she's in it for money you know none of that's actually none of that's hurtful to me yeah but i mean that's the my price friend, we pay my for my, speaking out right for women's rights and against my, injustice my, and for rights for vi- lesbian and gay and transgender yeah. individuals but my friend and i were saying that you know 
the whole point of it is that you were one of the, you know, obviously really brilliant people early on that understood the power of media. And this whole film shows it that this was a whole, it was like a hostage crisis negotiation, Travis, to get her to talk about her personal life because she just wanted the film to be about her clients. Right. And so people that go, oh, she's a publicity hog and don't get between, you know, Gloria and a camera or whatever. It's like you, you, you learned early on that it was for your clients that the that the publicity it was to help your clients it wasn't for you and when people talk about money take a ride out to Gloria's beach house in Malibu well, let me, let <laughs> me tell you say, how much she doesn't need money first of all you could have quit a long time ago yes I could have and first of all I don't even talk about it as publicity because it is not publicity it's about coverage of important issues right. issues like sexual harassment employment Sex discrimination, race right. discrimination, discrimination on account of sexual orientation, uh, discrimination against people who are transgender or on account of their age or their race or their physical handicap or their national origin. Yeah. These are coverage issues. Right, but you, you have to look at it. It's you were one of the first people to know how to use media, harness the power of media for your clients. Who, the, for the court of public opinion, it is very significant. Yeah. Because... You know, unless peop- unless there can be a voice for persons who allege they are victims in an appropriate case, not in every case, yeah, then there the spotlight is not turned on the need for change. Yeah, and the way we win change is we have to hear why we need that change, and who better to hear it from well, than the persons who have suffered as a result of being denied their rights? That's what this is all about. It's in the film about the uh, Cosby case because when you started taking that you knew full well as a lawyer that a lot of the the, the statute of limitations yes had run out but, but there's no statute of limitations stephanie on the right of free speech that's right and so that's what i'm saying is that's was the whole point was to and now look look at that that's what affects change is now look what's happened between cosby and just the entire me too movement because it empowered other women to have the courage to come forward right Yes, actually, I've been doing that long before the Cosby. Well, no, I know, but I'm, accusers, I'm talking about specifically but, but the that's Cosby true. case. The, then, then came Trump accusers speaking right. out, right? Also, and then Harvey Weinstein and so right. forth. So, um, yes, I, I mean, I, I'm so proud of these women who have come forward, who are very courageous, right? And people criticize them, and they say, "Well, why didn't they come forth earlier?" Well, we need to change the laws so they have access to justice. Yeah. This statute of limitations, which is the arbitrary time period set by law, different in every state, different for yeah. different kinds of crimes, barred them, prevented them, in many cases, from being able to either assert a legal claim in a lawsuit, right, or, in some cases, even proceeding in the criminal justice system, because even if a district attorney believed that she or he could prove a case beyond a reasonable doubt, it was just too late for the district attorney to prosecute so no access to justice the courtroom door slammed in their face this was their only option and we all know why people didn't come forward sooner there i mean there are different reasons for different people some of it is fear that they wouldn't be believed and i can identify with that right uh fear that there would be uh attacks on them threats on them victim blaming victim shaming so now we have a different power dynamic Right now, the accused are on the defensive, and the accusers are on the offensive. Yeah. Now it is the accused yep. men who wake up in the morning saying, "Oh, 
Am I going to be blamed? Am I going to be shamed? Yeah. Am I going to have to suffer consequences? The worm what has I've turned. Done? Well, it um, has. And, and, and uh, you know what? That's, if, if they think they're being denied due process, I, I think they can do something about it that can help to open up the courthouse doors yeah. to women so they have access to justice. Can I tell my love story about Gloria Allred? Would you mind? The one that ended up on the cutting room floor? Netflix lady? Stephanie? What? I'm not going to do documentary I, about you now. Am I making this about me? <laughs> I feel like Netflix owes me something. All right. Um, no, but I, I, well, I told this uh, on the radio show, obviously, but because you couldn't make it to the convention hall in Philadelphia, remember? It, so you were on the phone. It, it, yeah, for right. your show. Yeah. yeah. So the, I sent them video for the film of me talking to you on the phone, but you remember it because I was yes, I do. crying. And I remember it was on a profusely. Friday. Yes, I remember. <laughs> but because, Travis, do you know the story? So, uh... I'm about to hear uh, it, aren't I? Hmm? I'm about yes. to hear it. It was perfect. Uh, Gloria Allred was booked as our celebrity panelist for the Philadelphia Sexy Liberal, which was perfect. She's a Philly girl. It was Hillary's convention. We were gonna, about to have the first woman president. Uh, we were all very excited. So, uh... <laughs> I never played a stage like this that had an open orchestra pit. You've seen my act. It's very physical and very spazzy, oh, particularly for I a woman of my this. age. <laughs> I know which one this is. It's very physical. Anyway, and you hadn't had anything to drink that night. Either. I had. Thank you. Yes, I'm a witness. My attorney. I'm a witness to that. Yes, okay. exact. Thank you. Uh, uh, um, someone may have perjured herself right now. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. But anyway, the but I never played. It was a you know an open orchestra pit, but they didn't cover it. They didn't put even like a, a tape or uh, anything, and so. Um, yeah, I, exactly. So I was doing a, a thing, and I fell into the orchestra pit, and I, I thought broke my neck because I, you know how you're you're just freaked out at the time. So Gloria gets into the ambulance with me, and I know I was like, "All right, fill in your own ambulance chaser joke here," but she does not fucking chase it. She gets she catches it, motherfuckers. So she got in the ambulance with me. She's like said, "I want." She's a little busy. She's a little important. She's like, "I want to go," and so she you were like. My mom, you were like my mom. You held my hand. I was in a neck brace. I was crying. Oh and let me just fucking tell you one thing, Travis. When Gloria Allred pops out of the back of your ambulance, you get some fucking service <laughs> at the emergency <laughs> room. Those people had their shit together, man. They hustled. Don't you wish we had that on tape for them? Like, that would have been like incredible. The ambulance door opening and Gloria. Anyway, but yeah, and so you stayed with me yes, while they did, did the MRIs yeah. and the whatever, and you held my hand, and I was crying, and you were telling me funny stories about suing Trump and winning, which I don't remember now because I was, thought I broke my neck, but can you tell that story? Well, let me just say, <laughs> I was sitting in the audience of your show because I was going to be going on the stage yes. with you a little yes. bit later, yes. and I thought, I don't want to sit in the green room. I want it until it's my time. I want right. to go sit in the audience and just watch you. Right. Because uh, I couldn't see her very well. It was a good well 10, 15 minutes, room. wasn't it, so until I fell? I'm in the back, and she's being very funny, everybody. As you know, she always is, no matter where she is and when she is and whether she's on camera or on uh, her show or Thank not. You. And, you know, we're all laughing, and she takes a step forward. <laughs> this yeah. is so awful. I don't know whether to laugh or cry remembering it. <laughs> well, now we can laugh. <laughs> Tragedy plus time. All of a sudden, she's no longer on the <laughs> stage, and I hear something, and she disappears, and... She, I look, did she jump into the orchestra pit? Did and she, why? Why would she do that? Is this part of the act right. or what? Right. So first, like, the audience is like, what? What? I mean, some people were is laughing. They thought maybe it was part of the act. It was funny. And then 
you didn't go back. You were still in the orchestra bit. And so I got, oh my God, something yeah. happened to her. Yeah. So I ran backstage to the yeah. green room, see what happened. And then someone said, we're calling an ambulance. She's got to go to the hospital. I said, what? Oh, no. I said, where is she? And they said, and then a minute later they said, oh, the ambulance has arrived. She's been taken out to it. I said, what? And so I ran out, and there you were in the back of the ambulance all by yourself, all by your lonesome. Yes. And you're like, oh, my God, she's really, this was not part of her act. Because if it was, that was pretty elaborate and I felt to get like, the ambulance there. And I felt like, this is there. a scary thing. You must... That was a big drop into the or- yeah. orchestra pit. And guess what? You weren't laughing. <laughs> no, it's and, not. And, you know, you had no. a tear coming out of your eye. And I just thought, there's no way she should be going to the hospital alone. My mommy wasn't <laughs> there. Not knowing, was there. Not knowing what is going to happen when you get there. What are you going to find out? Have you been injured? Because, yeah. you know, the fear of the unknown, what's happened to you, it's, that's, anybody would be really scared. Yeah. Of course, I, on the way, you were trying to make jokes, but I knew you were just really scared, and I could feel it. So um, I, I know there's nobody that wants to be alone in an ambulance like I that. Know. So I just but she went. been in the hospital, in the emergency room. She stayed with me. I was like, I can't believe yeah. Gloria Allred's staying here holding my hand while I'm crying. Yeah. yeah. Gloria Allred's the liberal mother you never had. Yes, yes, exactly. My mom is a Trump voting Republican, so it was a, a little bit of a magical sort of, what if Gloria Allred was my mommy? No, well, I love my mom. Felt, my mom would have been there. She's 95 and in Charlotte. I, well, so I, I was kind of standing for your mama. Yeah. And, but you what know, was, I was the Trump story? To, I was happy to do it. Now, well, it was... Uh, the anyway. Trump story had to do with, you know, the Miss Universe, Miss Canada beauty pageant back in 2012. Oh, right. Right. Uh, beautiful woman in it, Jenna Talakova, transgender. Oh, right. And then she... Uh, someone called in anonymously to the pageant, which was owned by Donald Trump. Yeah and revealed that she had been born with a penis. Mm-hmm. And then she was kicked out of the pageant because they had a rule you had to be a naturally born woman. Yeah. And then, so then she contacted me. She flew down to Los Angeles. I held a very big news conference. Yeah. And I, I said to Donald Trump, you know, I, that I, you have to put her back in the pageant. Yeah. Uh, you must eliminate that rule that you have to be a naturally born female. We don't care what your anatomy looked like when you were born. You shouldn't care what her anatomy looked like she, when she was <coughs> born. Tiny, tiny he then got very tiny upset. Cheeto. He went on TMZ the next day mm-hmm. with Harvey Levin. And he said something, and you'll see this in the film, uh, to the effect of, oh, Gloria would love to see what's under my pants. <laughs> then uh, then I think me. the next day I responded to the press, uh, Mr. Trump, I don't have a magnifying glass strong enough to to see something that small. So this is the story she told me. That's right. In a neck brace, waiting for my MRI in the the hospital. That's right. That made me laugh. That's that's your job. Laughter's the best medicine. It was like a, you know, the comedic break in $6 million baby. So, you know, thank God she was all right. You were actually out for a few days after that. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, she'll but never anyway, but, say but, to anybody how much pain she's in because that's Stephanie. She doesn't no. want anybody to worry about her. Nonetheless, anyway, I wanted but to. But so I, we told the story. We, you yeah. called into the show, and so I just was sobbing, thanking you. Oh, and very I'm sweet. thanking you again because it was really uh, extraordinary. But I thought that's why I love the film so much because I'm like, oh, no, this is Gloria. All- this is who Gloria Allred is. Like, you know, I, I mean, I'm it, very protective. And I, and, you know, when I care about people, I just, 
I just want to take care of Well, that. the only thing people were disappointed in is that I do not have a theater named after me in Philadelphia. Yet. But I will say. Yet. I've never sued anyone. So well, that's like, because you were going over. Why don't you sue the theater? I was like, ah. No, I, yeah, I didn't say that. Ah. But if you had sued the theater, you might have. You might be owning the theater today. <laughs> they said it would be the Stephanie Miller new, Theater in Philadelphia. Keep in mind, statutes of limitations apply <laughs> in Pennsylvania right. as well. Oh, all right, maybe all we'll right. talk about it after this. I didn't say now, you should hire me. I said. Of course not. But of course. But it might be. No, but the point is. Help. Yeah. What? Hopefully okay. you're better Listen, today. You went to university. I love my pen girls, by the way. Yes. Let's say I have one in my past. Ooh. But, <laughs> Ooh. but you went to Penn. You were from Philly, which is in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, and I love that part about you being there <laughs> for her story, for Hillary's, you know, what we all thought obviously was going to be. I mean, it still was fucking amazing, wasn't it? The whole her speech and the was. suffrage. She was so uh, brave and so articulate and you know, a lot of people can identify with what happened in terms of their own workplaces to see I, I, the most qualified woman that you can ever imagine yeah. lose a job she didn't essentially lose. to the most unqualified <sighs> person you can ever imagine. <sighs> that I mean, that happens in many workplaces I today. Know. I know. Who happens to be a man. I know. But having said that, I just want to make clear, as I always do, the lawsuit I have against President Trump on behalf of Summer Zervos, the defamation lawsuit, uh, which we're awaiting the court's decision now, but could come any day. Right. Um, we filed not for political reasons, but because truth matters. Right. Because we heard him on the right. Access Hollywood tapes saying that he could kiss a woman, just grab her, kiss her because he's a star. Uh, he could grab her by her genitals. He didn't use that word. Mm-hmm. I do, and mm-hmm. I know the word you'll use, which is the word he used. But what anyway, is? pussy. He's a pussy. See, pussy I told pussy, you pussy. she would say well, that. He's such a pussy. He should grab himself. And well, go ahead. then he denied on the debate with Hillary Rodham Clinton when Anderson Cooper asked him if he had actually done what we heard him say on the Access right. Hollywood tapes. He right. said that it was only locker room talk. Then women came forward and made allegations of inappropriate conduct on his part, uh, sexually inappropriate conduct toward them. One of them was Summer Zervos. Yeah. He called all of them who had gone public liars. And said that what they said and they'd was all be sued. What's happened fiction. with that? Yeah, he said he would sue them all after the election. He didn't. Hmm. So after the election, I called on him to retract and acknowledge what Summers said was true. He failed to do so. So three days before the inauguration, I sued him, and on behalf of Summers Zervos, the defamation case now pending in the Manhattan Supreme Court, New York. And so we're waiting for the court's decision. He made a motion to dismiss. Uh, we opposed it. It was argued early in December. We're awaiting yeah. the court's decision. We hope that she will allow us to move forward with the case. Uh, we think it's an important case. It's the only case on behalf of any of the yeah. women. Who don't you just hope? I don't care him. what it fucking is. Karma needs to catch up with this motherfucker. <laughs> he's been cheating, and he's well, just a disgusting excuse for a human. He's been just cheating and lying and grifting his whole life. He stole this election. I mean, it just it, it's. It's so beyond what you, you know what I mean? If Particularly someone for fighting for justice your whole life. Yes, that, I have. And all I these other been. men are being held accountable in me too, except for him. Well, as we've said, we would like the opportunity to have this case decided in a court of law instead of by a tweet in the middle of the night. Yeah. We think that's the appropriate venue for yeah. the court of law for yeah. this case. So we'll see what happens. I'm very proud of Summer. And all of the women who've had the courage to speak what they say is the truth about their lives. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I love see this, her in the film. I love this one interview. You say, I'm sad that I have to sleep. 
because <laughs> I could be doing so much more if I didn't have to. One of the, I, and when, Roberta Grossman, one of your producers, who I know, um, because uh, as I've mentioned, I uh, in the film stars Stephanie Miller. My point is, uh, <laughs> she said, Gloria Allred works harder than anyone I know. Uh, if money was the motivating factor, she would have uh, rolled up the carpet and gone home. She clearly has more money. She doesn't need to work for the rest of her life. Um, you know, and I thought some of the most touching scenes are you like in the airport alone, just going city to city, rolling your little yeah. legal bag yeah, through right. the airport, through hotel rolling lobbies. Rolling bag of justice. Yeah. Her little rolling bag of justice. Yeah. yeah. I do. I work in airports and hotels and yeah. business centers and in my room and wherever I am. Yeah. Because there's so much to be done. And, you know, we care about the rights of women and enforcing those rights in courts of law. I have an office in New York and California. I'm also licensed in Washington, D.C. And I'm co-counseling in many other states on cases where women or minorities have been the victims of some type of injustice because, you know, women need to know. They can file cases if they've been raped, civil cases, even if the DA fails to prosecute yeah. uh, the, against the, the predator. They can, they, you know, they can make him accountable in many ways. We need accountability for those who hurt women. And I always say, Stephanie, the cost of the wrong should be borne by the wrongdoer, not by the victim. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously one of the most uh, powerful parts of the film. And, you know, I would say you and I are professional friends. We're not, you know, I mean, we don't hang out all the time, although now I'd like to. Just if I can get you to start drinking and maybe want to get laid, something. (laughs) Stephanie. (laughs) She works tirelessly. She doesn't have any fun. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I know. I I don't. All right. Listen. Nor do I have an interest. There's other things. There are are better things in life. (laughs) I know. So one of the most powerful things. Stephanie can't get her mind off of sex. And I can't get my mind off of sex discrimination and sexual harassment. Listen, my way we have something in common that way. But I was not surprised in the film about the, you know how popular you were with the guys because my friend Rob, who's an attorney who you met, yes, he tells the story of being downtown at a courthouse or something, and he was walking with a colleague and he saw you and he was like, oh my god, it's Gloria, you know, any young lawyer was like, oh my god, and <coughs> Rob's a very handsome, tall, handsome guy, mm-hmm. and he said he just like sort of tipped his sunglasses, you know, sunglasses down and said, good morning, counselor, and he said that you said, well, good morning, counselor. And he was like, oh, Gloria Allred's a little, she's a little bit flirty. What? <laughs> she can dish it back. <laughs> nothing hotter than a good morning counselor from another oh, good looking. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, not really. <laughs> um, and then there's the line people, when I turned down a guy years ago, and he said, I was very young, he said, are you a lesbian? And my friend Robin Tyler said, here's the answer you give when they ask, are you a lesbian? Just look at them and say, are you the alternative? <laughs> I've heard her do that line. That's fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. If only, Travis, but no. Sadly, she is straight. <laughs> you, you you, would have tried, wouldn't you? <laughs> of course I would have. That's totally weird. Totally would have tried to hit that. She's your I don't liberal care if mother. she could sue me for it. She's your liberal mother, Stephanie. That's getting really weird. <laughs> that would be weird. kind of incestuous. <laughs> it's getting really weird. <laughs> right. All right. I'm just kidding. Awkward. All right. Awkward. <laughs> are you supposed to say, But I just love this. I did the, uh, we, I listened to the whole uh, Q&A after the film here in Los Angeles. And it is amazing for you getting this rap about being publicity hungry that they pursued you for how long to do this film about you? And you said no. Yeah, exactly. Because (laughs) I I didn't want my privacy to be invaded. And also, 
I wanted to protect the confidentiality of my communications with my clients, which is my ethical duty and which right. I, I feel very strongly about protecting. And I'm not going to talk about what they say to me or I say to them or even anybody who contacts me right. for legal advice, even if they don't become my clients. And I'm not going to talk about legal strategy in cases and off, and I'm not going to talk about confidential settlements, yeah. of which we have one hundreds of millions well, of dollars. Well, I love I'm not going to talk about against whom, where it took place, who my client was, because people are entitled to their privacy yeah. if they want that. And I'm going to protect that. Well, I love that this article says she compromised. The directors could have a, a little of her, <laughs> glimpses of her beach from home in Malibu, uh, insight into her past, few details on two ex-husbands in exchange. She would highlight the women she defends. I just love that it was like a hostage crisis negotiation to even get you. It's like, all right, will you say one thing about your ex-husband, and then well, you can we'll spot like 10 of your clients. Well, you know, I, the point is my clients are people whose names you would never have heard, probably, yeah. and whose stories you would never have heard. And it's important for them to have a voice. Yeah. And I wanted them because they're important. They matter. They're, what has happened to them matters. I wanted them to be highlighted. That's that's what matters. Well, obviously, one of the most powerful parts of the film because people go, "Wow, where do you get this lifelong dedication to women and women's causes and civil rights and all of that?" And so, in the film, you talk about being raped at gunpoint in when you went on a trip to Acapulco, and it is really. Um, Again, we're friends. I didn't know that, and I don't. Maybe I don't know if a lot of people knew it, but the whole story that you got pregnant and had to yeah. have an abortion and, this and is before Roe almost Wade, died, and it was in the sixties. Yeah. yeah, this is. I mean, after all, people ask me, "Well, why are you such a passionate feminist?" Yeah, most people I know are feminists because of some life experience they've had, not because they learned something in college or high school about right. women's rights. But that's all good if it's taught. I never had that course. Yeah, I wish I had. But, you know, I became a feminist because of what my father calls the College of Hard Knocks. That's what we all have in some way or another in life. We all have our challenges, and women have their secrets, some of which they never tell. Yeah. Or all of which they never tell. So that was my life experience in Mexico uh, when I was in my 20s. And, you know, it's becoming pregnant at a time when you can't get a legal and safe affordable, available abortion because people in Washington, D.C. or state capitals decide for a woman they've never met that she must remain pregnant and deliver and right. cannot get a legal abortion. What that meant is women of my generation, we would go to back alley, help people who would provide yeah. an abo uh, abortion. I was about to say health care providers, but they weren't because right. they weren't licensed. Yeah, they were course. just people who did it. And then you didn't see them after that. They would leave you to hemorrhage or die. Yeah. In my case, I had 106-degree fever, and I had to be taken to the hospital and packed in ice and to try to bring down my fever. I wish I was there to tell you jokes like to you hold did my for hand. me. Right, you would have. And yeah. But, you know, there were women who were dying in that hospital from back alley. You said a lot of women didn't make it. Yeah. Well, we call yeah. it. Yeah. We have, and the women's movement called it our Vietnam, that more women died or were maimed by illegal abortions than men ever died in Vietnam, and God bless those men who served us in Vietnam, and yeah. the women too. But we had ours because of the laws, and that's why I am so dedicated about making sure we have a affordable, available legal abortions yeah. and safe ones <laughs> because women will always get abortions if they need to, but we want them to be safe 
And that's what is very, very important. Of course, for years, the right wing has been trying to reverse right. Roe v. Wade you've and talked, make it illegal. Yeah, and you've talked about this movement, you know, the Me Too movement as being an enormous shift in power. But I also it thought is. it's interesting, the whatever percentage of women that voted for Trump. And it struck me when you talked about the nurse in your recovery room, when you're hemorrhaging and on the verge of death. This will teach said you a that, lesson, yeah. She said this will teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. What's the lesson? Uh, yeah. I, they I, assume that never, all women are sluts that get pregnant? Yeah, yeah, she never said, but I remembered it always. Yeah. Because how inappropriate. And, uh, you know, people who jump to conclusions about why you're there, yes. why you went to have an abortion, it's nobody's business why anyone went to have an abortion. Yeah. It's a, it's not an easy choice. I don't regret it for a second. Yeah. So, but it's part of why I'm so passionate about protecting women because when it's illegal, the women who are hurt are young women and poor women and rural women. Yeah. And some, you know, some women who don't have the ability to go to some place where it is safe and legal, like wealthy women do. Yeah. And I remember being young and poor. Well, that, and that's, that's when women are most yeah. vulnerable. So I'm, I'll right. never forget that. Yeah. I know what that's like. Well, this film so sort of spotlights that whole thing. I mean, just where your passion comes from. And like I say, I think it just dispenses with this whole bullshit about the, you know, again, you could have stopped a zillion years ago if it was for money. You've had all the publicity you could ever want. Well, let me just say it, there's it, nothing wrong with earning money, okay, right. because... If we couldn't survive as a law firm, we would not be in any position to be able to help to help anyone. Women. The well, first woman who ever won a sexual harassment case, lawyer before the United States Supreme Court, ended up having to declare bankruptcy. So suing big corporations, which we do, or the powerful, if you don't know how to do it as a business, you could end up not being able to help other people in the future. Yeah. If you have to go out of it. So there's nothing wrong with that. But can I also tell you, for me, one of the other most touching parts of the film, knowing you, being friends with you and with your daughter, Lisa, is this whole, uh, your experience in the mid-60s. First of all, you were a teacher before you became, I mean, your life is not what people think. Six and a half years I was a public school teacher. Yes. You moved to Watts out here, but but, so you split from your... And I taught Watts one year after the Watts riot or rebellion, as I say in the film, depending on your political point of view. Right. But you, obviously in the film, you split from your first husband, who is Lisa's father, when you, he had bipolar disorder, became a threat, you thought, to your child. But I mean, to me, that's this whole story of what a warrior you've always been, even in your personal life, even though I know you don't like to talk about it, but that, you know, you had this child and you just did what you had to do. You know, you just went, all right, and I'm going to go to law school now, and I'm going to, you know, do something else. I mean, it's just, you just... That whole nevertheless she persisted. That yes. could have been the name of the film too. That's right? true, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I had a responsibility. Yeah. And I had to meet my responsibility and there's no point in complaining. The point is to move forward and make the best life you can for yourself and your child, which I did. And I might add, I'm very proud of my daughter Lisa and she's a good friend of yours and you know, she's just a wonderful attorney. Well, you, a ra- great you, daughter, raised, you raised an amazing super woman. duper mom yeah. and great all around, just great member of her community. And she and her daughter just came for dinner a few weeks ago and she said, I'll bring vegan food. And then uh, she showed up at the door uh, without vegan food. And <clears throat> let me just say, uh, Gloria, <laughs> I'm sure you raised her well, but I was like, oh, fuck, I got to find a you mean vegan Lisa place. showed to... up without vegan food? Is that what <laughs> I got? Now I got to find fucking vegan food. And she was like, oh, did I say I'd bring it? I was like, yes, yes, you did. 
And doesn't she look gorgeous, though? With she's gorgeous. Her diet of she's food. gorgeous. She well, yeah. I mean, you obviously raised a warrior woman in your yeah. image. And she's really. in the film. Yeah. Oh, I know. No, she's great in the That's film. So I mean, cool. but just I didn't know, again, that whole story of how you raised her and what you had to do and how you just, I mean, it, what an inspiration just to go, you know, I, even in that sense, you did what was best, as you said, for your child or for, you know, and. By the way, my it, granddaughter's a lawyer, too. I know. I've met her. She's fantastic, She's too. Cool. Something in these genes. I don't know. Yeah, well, um, we, we, we don't have the fear gene in the natural side of our family. Lisa's done the happy hour. Marsha Clark has done the happy hour. Can I tell you a funny story? In 95, when you were Nicole Brown Simpson's, uh, or, excuse me, uh, the fam- you were the Family's family attorney, of... Yeah. That's, that's in the film? But I remember I had a big party at my house in Laurel Canyon, and I remember Gloria came, and Marshall and Marsha Clark came, and I remember someone said to me, don't you know those two hate each other? What are you doing? They're going to get in a fight. <laughs> and I asked Marsha about that on the happy hour. She goes, oh, no, we're fine. <laughs> I, I don't hate Marsha. No, no, no. Never she didn't say that. Yeah. Someone said, yeah. oh, my God, I can't believe you invited him to the same party. It was right in the heat of and I've never it, criticized Marsha. She had a really tough job to I know. do. When she did but anyway, she, she was on the happy hour, and I asked yeah. her about that, and she goes, oh, no, we're fine. I love Gloria. Yeah. Okay, I have no problem with her. Yeah, she did a great job. <laughs> to see a woman prosecutor, that was really important, right. especially in those days. But it was just such a horrible emotional time, the whole, oh, it was. you oh, know. God. And Denise Brown has gone on and continued to do such a great job. You know, for speaking out for battered women. So, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't even know where to, st- I mean, I, what's the point of even going over your career? I, I mean, one of the things I think is really important, and you've made this point, you have prosecuted people on both sides of the aisle for people that go, oh, she's just partisan, blah, blah. Oh, Democrats and Republicans? Yes. That's it, very Anthony true. Weiner, um, Anthony Weiner, a Democrat. Uh, the guy from San Diego, Filner. Yeah, Filner, right. Mayor Filner, we were the first to file a lawsuit and also then to have a press conference uh, alleging that he had sexually harassed his the city's communications director. Yeah. And uh, Irene McCormick. And after that, every day for 19 days, another woman came out and said that she'd been sexually harassed by the mayor too. And ultimately, yeah. as a, in the mediation of the lawsuit we filed against him, he had to step down and resign yeah. as mayor. Yeah. So that was amazing. But I mean, and then, the, yeah, so, but, so he was Democratic Democrat, mayor. But though you yeah. are a proud Democrat, right. I'm just saying it, it is. Yes. Uh, I don't know if people know that, that, that you have. Uh, I am I am a Democrat. However, I will go after a Republican Yeah. or a Democrat. I don't care if they've hurt one of my clients. Yeah. If they've sexually harassed them, sexually abused them, whatever, raped, sexually. Oh, and, we have one degree of separation. You represented uh, Amber Fry. Yes. When she was a witness against Scott Peterson and... My cousin was friends with her. We talked about this when you were coming. Yeah, amazing, really. Um, yeah, I mean, you were early on in the fight for marriage equality. Obviously, as we as we talked about, um, here's one. Not I, only for marriage equality, but years before that, we had so many early cases for yeah, like Papa Shoe case on behalf of two lesbian life partners. Yeah, who were not allowed. This is at 1983. weren't allowed to sit in the romantic section of the Papa Shoe fine dining restaurant. Yeah, because they said that the the, the Manager said that was for couples only. Wow. Opposite sex couples. Here's one I did and not we know. we fought that and we won. We established a true legal precedent in the Court of Appeals that persons who are lesbian or gay or cannot be discriminated against on account of their gender or their sexual yeah. orientation. We were able to cite our own legal precedent yeah. in other cases after that. So we did it yeah. even when it was not popular to do it. 
right. because it was the right thing to do. Um, here's one case I did not know about. You represented a client who was given pliers and told to remove her nipple rings at a Lubbock, Texas airport. Yes. Now, that one I had not. Yeah. Whoa. That's... <laughs> And it's just crying. awkward. That yeah, was Travis. that was really bad. Yeah, yeah, she had these nipple rings in. Yeah, and she actually told the TSA, right? When I go through, it might set something yeah. off. Uh, but just telling you in advance because they were doing that random wand check, and then she was told, "Well, you have to remove those nipple rings." Oh boy, she, they were. I had been in there like for ten years with scar tissue and oh, everything. Dear. Yeah. I hate when and that happens. she said something about, well, I couldn't take them off without pliers. And they handed her some yeah. rusty pliers. According yeah, to if her. I have trouble with my labia ring, you're, you're, on, you're on speed dial for oh me. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, what? I was going to bring up something. This is uh, We were able to change the policy nationwide. I know. Of course you were. You're Gloria fucking Allred. <laughs> yes, Travis. No, since we're talking about the Me Too movement, um, <laughs> something that's actually breaking news that might be of interest to you. The Missouri governor was just indicted. No? Really? For oh, really? Uh, blackmailing a woman he was having an affair with, nu- with nude photos. Wow. Oh, wow. The Republican governor of Missouri was actually oh. let off in handcuffs. Oh, wow. See, How this completely is why, shocking to no this one. This is why I never take my clothes off, because I don't want anybody taking photos. <laughs> it would be too horrible. See, I didn't. Whole. I was really good. I didn't delve into your personal life, but because I know at the one moment in the film when they ask about it, you have kept his name Do I really read, have a personal life? His second life? husband, you just were like radio silence, man. Well, I mean, really? How radio boring. silence. Not relevant. Well, all right. Move to strike. Move okay. on. Fine. <laughs> no, they cover your first husband and why you left been and he lose his father. And, okay. there and so anyway, that. but it was just very, very... Okay. All right. All right. Fine. But you seriously have had no interest since then. You've never... What What happens if you fall in love? I mean, I, other, I assume, other I, than with you, you mean? <laughs> Listen, don't tease me. It's awkward again. It's your mom. It's your mom. This is your mom. Your liberal mother. Would you have like a prenup ready to go if you did fall in love with a guy? I'm in a relationship. (gasps) Are you really? Yeah. Are you breaking news here? Okay. Do you want to know? I think you're fucking with me. No, it's true. I'm in a relationship. It's with my computer. Oh, you are. (laughs) See? I knew where that Damn was going. You. I could tell that was Damn going. The way she was looking for power outlets upstairs. I know. She, wanted she didn't even care if I was ready. She's like, I don't care. I need to do some emails. Can I just have a power outlet? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. A power outlet, Stephanie Miller. Who cares? It was right in the Either back one's seat, fine. So you're looking, you know, you and your life are probably looking for sex toys. All I do but is you're go, like, I go around looking for outlets to plug in my computer. Okay. Listen, I'm just saying, Gloria, it could happen. Well, you could you know just what? across a court, crowded courtroom. My, my computer is usually right. very loyal to me right has very few you're still problems. can i just say hot. if there is you're a problem hot. i just give it to somebody else to fix it and then i get it back so we have this relationship i just want you to really have important for me. some love and care i do have I, it i know but i mean i'm just saying is that it sunsets over malibu at some point well you know what we say in the women's movement become the person that you wanted to marry oh there you go so you know, if you want someone who has a great sense of humor, right. try to develop it yourself. There you go. If you want to marry a lawyer, become a lawyer. All right. And oh, and, and on and on. Then if you also meet someone <laughs> then that has those qualities, it's kind of like dessert. But yeah. you don't have to have it because you yeah. have it all in yourself. Yeah. So yeah. that's what it means. Yeah. Well, and listen, that, you don't maybe know this story. It's Laura of the Stephanie Miller Show. But, <clears throat> you know, your daughter has all that. And I did have a big uh, crush. And then she fucking Lisa Bloom to me, which is now part of the lexicon of the and what that means is you married a man instead of me jesus well that's, okay that's the way things work for some women stephanie whatever like men 
beautiful like her mom. Lawyer. Okay. <laughs> Don't you know someone else? Help me. Don't you always want what you can't have? I mean, really. <laughs> no. <Okay>. No. <laughs> Look, Hook people are up. lined up around the Hook block me up, who woman. would like to be hooked up with Stephanie Miller. You if I can't me? get you laid, get me laid, Glo. Come on. Okay. Let's do this. You know, it's been so long for me. I can't even remember what that term means. How long ago was it? How long ago was it? It's been so long. Since you've seen a penis, not in a deposition, not in like a a, a case. I've seen so many in cases, you have no idea. Well, that's probably what what turned you off of it. We have full-time IT people downloading (laughs) photos of penises that the people that we are suing have sent to our clients who have been victimized by sexual harassment. Oh, so when guys ask you for dinner date, you're like, no, I had one for lunch. No. <laughs> yes, she loves me. She's my liberal mom. Oh, it's my fine. God. It's just unbelievable. What I really, I, I've seen every part of the human body. Yeah. That has been photographed. Yeah. And sent to someone. Don't you people think people have no idea what they're doing on the internet like that? They're sending yeah. pictures like that, and they could end up. Yeah. You know, on a big screen in a courtroom. So, I mean, you made the joke, but don't you think that, that Trump probably has like a little, like you know, when you have a bag of Cheetos and there's that one little deformed tiny one at the at the bottom? Don't you think that's? Probably what it looks. You know, yes. I don't care about his no. his anatomy, and I'm I'm not here to make any jokes about it. No, for sure not. No, because what what's happening is very serious. Yeah, that's true. When I asked Travis to show up uh, to work wearing something tight and look pretty, is that sexual harassment technically? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm who am I representing here, <laughs> Travis <laughs> or you? You're always on my side. Okay. <laughs> Stuff side. No, I've, 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 I don't actually have a Me Too movement. I've said I've actually sexually harassed more men than have ever sexually harassed me. I don't know why that is. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not sure, you know, who else said that? Who was the uh, pink said that? I don't know whether I'm terrifying or I'm too inappropriate, but I have, I have not had a Me Too moment. I, have, I, I mean, I don't know. Early, guys in radio were just gross. I don't know. I had one. I have to tell you, four hundred pound DJ tried to kiss you know, me in like nineteen eighty. Whatever, but it wasn't really. I was like, no, and he stopped. I don't know. When you're in radio, people often say oh, you have a face for radio. You absolutely don't. <laughs> you have a gorgeous face. <laughs> oh, you do. Glow. You do. Play that romantic music. Again. Oh, thank you, Glow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. Seeing all red streaming. I saw it in a theater near me, but uh, it is streaming on Netflix now, and it is so fantastic. You have got to see it. You've got to. Uh, oh, thank you so much. It's been trending, go- and we got positive reviews, hundred percent rating reviews. on Rotten Tomatoes. So we're we're thrilled. It's yeah. on Netflix, and people yeah. are seeing it all over the world. Yeah, you have got to see it. And Netflix so cool. has got to give me a makeup film or series or something to make up for uh, all of my scenes on the cutting room floor. Gloria, you are my hero, and you look great and sound great. <laughs> what more could you ask for? <laughs> she you. was very funny. Thank she was very Stephanie Miller. Oh my god! And we're going to go out on the trailer for the movie. So oh, here we go. We're going Stay out. Tuned. Play we're us out. What does that mean? Fuck it. I'll write this and I'll do it live. We're, we're doing gonna, it live. We're going to go out on the Seeing All Red uh, trailer from ne- uh, Netflix. Thank you, Gloria. I'm so proud of all of the women who have had the courage to speak out. Rich, famous, powerful men have to understand there are rules. There are boundaries. They must respect those boundaries. This has got to end, and it needs to end right now. 
There is a war on women. Women depend on me to be strong and to assert and protect their rights. Joining us now, civil rights attorney. Please welcome Gloria Allred. She talked about sexual harassment, race, women's rights, when nobody wanted to talk about it. He thinks no more women will come forward. He is very wrong. Power only understands power. Fighting injustice is a commitment that I made many years ago. She understands what we are experiencing based on what she had experienced herself. What happened to me was absolutely shocking. To this day, I can't even think about it. Is this getting too personal? My commitment to women comes from my own life experience. I have this venom toward Gloria Allred. Whoever you see Allred, you know somebody's lying. That's assault! That is assault! I think Gloria enjoys conflict. This makes her a great champion for us. People say she's loud, she's got an ego. She must just love the camera. She's trying to turn women into men! I think secretly you envy women and you fear them! I just say, haven't you met any men like that? You should use these resources to arrest these fathers who are not paying their child support. If it wouldn't have been for Gloria, Nicole would have always been just that person on the gurney. We deserve to know if Mr. Cosby is a sexual predator. This is not state law as we see it. Hopefully next year you can issue the marriage license. They try to help people evolve from being a victim. Cause I'm on fire, fire. To becoming a survivor. Fire. Becoming a fighter for change. Women are now empowered and they will never be silent again. This is 